What's up, guys? It's Jordan Stoltz, your host of the Triple F Podcast. Welcome to another episode. Today's episode 180. Man, dollar eighty cents, 180 degrees, 180 episodes of the Fitness, Food, and Freedom Podcast. Today's show is a Foodie Friday, and I'm talking about protein. Um, it's kind of answering, I guess, a question from a coaching client of mine and figuring out how to optimize protein intake, what to do when you're struggling to hit your protein numbers. Because I talk a lot about tracking. I talk a lot about macros. I talk a lot about keeping you know, keeping on track with certain levels of your food every single day, right? For me right now, for example, uh, 360 grams of carbs, 135 grams of fat, uh, 100 75 grams of protein roughly and how do you hit that number consistently every single day without trouble what do you do if you're low on protein what are some strategies uh, to hit that protein number consistently without making it not sustainable right and that's what i talk about in today's show have a few different opinions on it and some different strategies you can use or maybe some other things to consider that you might have not considered before i'll maybe even review some of my favorite high protein snacks that will really help you out Thank you for joining me for today's episode. And if you want to become a coaching client of mine, you need to go apply at triplefpodcast.com slash products. The word triple, the letter F, the word podcast.com slash products. And I'll link that in the description of the show, I think. <laughs> I always want to put that in there because I sometimes forget. I don't want to promise things. I'm going to forget them. But go check that out if you want to become my coaching client. It's all custom, custom workouts, custom advice, um, access to me to answer your questions, uh, consultations on your mindset, your goals, and then also custom nutrition, not just macros. We'll figure out the best eating plan, give you some hacks and some tricks to get there and to build a great lifestyle. It's more of a lifestyle modification program for coaching than just a fitness coaching. So go check that out if you're interested. That's triplefpodcast.com slash products. Enough of that. Let's down to today's episode of Foodie Friday about protein episode 180 welcome to the fitness food and freedom podcast keep listening for some awesome advice on health motivation and becoming a better version of yourself be sure to tune in every week for motivation monday workout wednesday and foodie friday behind the mic today your host a strength and conditioning coach husband and businessman jordan stoles What's going on, guys? It's Jordan Stoltz, your host of the Fitness, Food, and Freedom Podcast. We got the fourth F today in, well, fourth and fifth F today in Foodie Friday. Foodie Friday. It is Friday. Getting close to that end of March here, which is pretty cool. Spring is on the way, and um, hopefully everyone's taking their fitness goals seriously, right? Because you're gonna, it's going to happen. You're going to hit summertime, and you're going to wish that you would have taken things more seriously right now, and it's pretty easy to be a little more lazy when it's a little more cold, a little rainy, a little snow, a little, um, you know, maybe you're busy. It's tax season, right? Maybe you're busy doing stuff like that. Maybe your work is busy. Maybe uh, you have stuff going on in your family. Maybe your kid's school year is coming to an end, and there's all kinds of programs programs and sports games and all this stuff. However, you need to take your stuff seriously now because you wish you did later. Uh, the best way to prevent uh, the 
what could have been attitude is to get it done right now, right? Maybe that's a motivation Monday coming up. You never know. Uh, but today's show is about nutrition because that's always what Foodie Friday is about. But I'm going to be really specific in today's show and talk about protein intake because I really got a good question about this. And I've seen some people struggle with this, right? This seems to be a common issue is how do I hit my protein intake, right? Or the protein's too high or this is too much protein for me. Um, now, you know, I, I am of the belief that it's good to track your food and good to make sure how much you eat and all that and be sure that you're eating enough protein. I think eating enough protein and eating enough calories is huge for your success. However, I am not of the belief that you need to eat tons of protein. I mean, I think even one gram per pound of body weight for protein, which is the common recommendation in articles and things like that, I actually think that's a little bit too much sometimes. Um, you know, in, in the macro guide, I kind of start there and I, you know, back say you can eat a little bit less than that as well. Uh, a good place to start is that because it's super easy math, right? You just say, well, I weigh 170 pounds, so I'll eat 170 grams of protein. But in reality, you might not need to eat that much. And that's kind of the first concept I wanted to touch on about how do you hit your protein intake already just five minutes into the show. I want to give you something. Uh, and that is you might not need to, right? You might not need to hit your protein intake. How close are you and how big of a deal is that? So if it's actually my coaching client and I know they don't really want protein that bad or they don't really have a big preference for protein, um, they would rather have the carbs. I'm not going to force them to eat a gram per pound of body weight of protein. I'll probably do more like 0.75 grams per pound or 0.8 grams per pound. So that could look like, um, it could look like 150 if you weigh, you know, 100 70, 180 pounds. It could be as low as 100 grams of protein if you weigh in the 120 to 130 range. It can be a little bit less than you think, and it's fine. You're not going to have your muscle wasted away as long as you're resistance training, you're intaking enough calories, the protein intake is relatively high, you know, from the point of zero, then you're going to be just fine. So don't stress about it too much. If you need to replace some of your protein with carbs, that's absolutely fine. I think it's better to have it more sustainable where you hit that calorie number consistently than to under eat. And because it's too hard to eat the protein, right? And also I must say that the protein intake is actually less important as you're trying to gain muscle, which is kind of opposite what people think. They think, oh man, I'm trying to put on size. Time to start pounding the protein shakes and increasing the amount of protein I eat because um, I need to fuel my muscles, right? Not necessarily if you're eating an excess of calories and an excess of carbohydrates, that will do the trick just fine. You can actually bump your protein a little bit lower and you'll probably actually do better in the gym because of that. So for sure, you can stick around that point, point 0.8 range, uh, 0.75 even when you are when you are eating or when you're trying to gain muscle. When you lose weight, however, you might have to bump that up to at least 0.8, maybe even to one gram per pound, just to be sure you're keeping all the muscle that you had. That's what the protein is for, is muscle sparing, not muscle growing. Uh, and that's kind of a concept you can think of through this whole process. Now, uh, you also can do the classic advice of listening to your body and experimenting, right? I'm totally for that. Like I said, in the last two foodie Fridays, one size fits nobody in fitness. So you don't need to eat a certain amount of protein if your body doesn't need it. Right. And 
I mean, yes, there's probably an optimal range, but try experimenting with some lower amounts and see how it affects you. Are you, do you have enough energy in the gym? Are you losing muscle? Is your body fat going down, your muscle going up? If so, there you go. Uh, You know, depending what your goal is, are you heading towards that? And are you, do you feel optimized, right? And it's, it's kind of a subjective thing. It's something you have to really realize for yourself, but experiment with dropping a little bit lower, right? Especially if you're more advanced. If you're advanced and you have a lot of muscle and you know you're pretty lean maybe try dropping your protein down to let's let's use me as an example like maybe i drop my protein down from 175 grams maybe i try 160 because it's a little easier to hit maybe i try 150 maybe i even go down to 120 and i don't feel great and i feel like i'm a little less strong maybe testosterone is a little bit lower and then I bump it back up, right? You can kind of do this experimentation process, see how low you can go, the minimal effective dose if protein is really that hard to hit for you. I do have some tips on hitting your protein intake, not just adjusting your numbers, which I'll get into next. So if you are struggling to hit your protein intake, maybe you have a coach like me, a trainer, uh, somebody who is making your numbers for you, or you really are dedicated to a certain amount of protein a day and you don't really want to play with that number you just want to hit your goals hey that's cool and i think that's i think that's great but if you're having trouble hitting your protein it can really stall your goals right so you have to have a few different strategies in the tank to uh like tools in the tool belt to hit that protein number when you're struggling maybe a few favorite snacks maybe a few favorite uh hacks of getting more protein and maybe some different ways you structure your meals, right? So, I mean, the classic advice and the classic meal plan would be to eat a lot of lean protein, right? And that's, that's, that's the easy way to get your protein, eating a lot of chicken, eating a lot of lean beef, eating turkey, eating meat, right? Some people don't eat meat. Some people, um, don't eat meat or dairy. Some people, don't even like eating that much meat, right? I actually found out recently uh, that I feel way better if I don't eat meat twice a day, right? If I only have one meal where I eat meat, the other meal is more plant-based. I feel way better. I feel uh, more more energetic and I feel like my digestive system gets a little break. So what do you do if that's the case, if you don't really want to eat a ton of chicken breasts? Because chicken breasts are a super efficient protein source, right? You're going to not be not have to cook a super a super amount of them, right? You can make two chicken breasts and hit almost 60 grams of protein, which is going to be for someone a little bit smaller is going to be, you know, half their grams of protein. For me, it's like over a third is two chicken breasts. So it's easy to hit your protein when you have a food like that in there. And I still recommend to everybody that you include that just because it makes it so much easier and more sustainable. However, you don't have to be a slave to that. You don't always have to eat that food. Uh, Something else you can do, I have, well, I have several kind of food hacks that you can do. And a lot of these is more with meal timing than it is with the actual foods you eat, right? But some of them are with the food choice. One of these meal timing kind of hacks is to make sure you're including protein in every meal. And that sounds simple, but a lot of times we, we mess up that way, right? We kind of think, that for example breakfast the classic breakfast foods right cereal uh maybe maybe oatmeal hash browns uh toast bagels donuts right these different foods that are common for breakfast even fruit fruit is another good example because it's not as extreme as donuts but 
it is kind of in this same boat of mainly carbohydrates and maybe you have some fat as well, uh, but you're not actually intaking any protein in that meal, which gets you way behind, right? So you can think about that in... Uh, you need to kind of include protein every meal. Focus on that, right? If it's a protein shake, it's a protein shake. If it's uh, maybe some milk, it's milk. If it's yogurt, there you go. If it's eggs, great. If it's, uh, I'll kind of get into some better food choices you can make, but maybe like a whole grain or something, maybe something with protein, be sure you get at least 20 to 30 grams of protein in every meal that you that you intake, Okay. And that's non-negotiable. Just be sure you do that and you'll probably be on your way. If you eat three meals a day, that's at least 90 grams of protein, right? And all that is is a conscious decision to do it. I mean, if you get tired of a protein source, just rotate it out, eat a different kind of meat, eat a different kind of whole grain, eat a different kind of uh, eat a different kind of dairy, whatever that is, just try to get it every meal. Don't don't intake only a carb-based meal that's mainly carbs and fat because it's going to set you behind. Now, also kind of in that boat is the idea of adding in just protein snacks. And I'll go over some different foods I like later, but this the power of adding in one to two protein snacks a day is huge. What I like to do is have some kind of protein snack before bed, and it usually looks like Greek yogurt or cottage cheese or something like that, or even a protein shake. And maybe you do that during the day as well, right? Where you, you know, you down a protein shake just to get that extra 20, 30 grams of protein, just to kind of boost you up, just to kind of bonus you. You can make that a lot of different ways, a lot of different flavors. It doesn't have to be chocolate every time. It doesn't have to be boring. You can actually uh, make it quite interesting, but that's a good way to do it as well. Um, now, you, I should also touch on food choices a little bit with this because food choice can make a big difference in how you hit your protein and if you're able to do it. First tip in food choice would be uh, to, to, to include protein with every meal as I talked about, but also um, be careful of the ratios, right? And that's really, that's really what including protein to every meal does is you're watching out for the ratio of your different macros, of the protein to carbs to fat ratios. What I mean by that is if you intake all your carbohydrates in the morning, you're left with only proteins and fats at night, right? Which is kind of hard. If you intake, you know, maybe you go eat um, four baskets of French fries at Five Guys and you get home and you're like, well, I'm already at my fat and carbs because of those french fries and now i have 170 grams of protein left to eat today what do i do right that question i would say is not i mean the easy answer is time to down the protein shakes or the chicken breasts but really it's not it's not necessarily the best way to do it right you want to actually fix the structure of how you eat the structure of your day not just that specific day if that makes sense. So you want to do it where you are helping your ratios. So maybe you have, and you could actually figure this out mathematically if you really want to get nerdy on it. Divide your amount of carbs you have every day by the amount of protein you have, and that's kind of a ratio. Maybe it's two to one, for example, right? 150 grams of protein, 300 grams of carbs. Good, easy example. Two to one ratio, so you kind of make sure every one of your meals has that ratio, so you'll end up with balanced meals, and that's really all it's about, right? If you have 60 grams of carbs, try to get 
30 grams of protein. If you have 100 grams of carbs, try to get a, maybe a higher amount of protein because that's a bigger meal, right? And this can be flexible. It doesn't have to be a strict number. There's no benefit to it except that it helps you make sure you're hitting your protein and balancing out your meal so you're not intaking one macro more than the other. Now, another meal timing kind of trick uh, or meal choice food choice, excuse me, kind of trick would be to choose whole foods, right? It's just simple. This is one of the reasons that I put in my little new food pyramid thing I talk about is I put food choice actually very important because the food choice is going to give you all your micronutrients, your, your different antioxidants, all these different things that you need in your body, but also you're going to provide yourself with, with balance, with balance, right? If you choose the whole grain bread over the white bread, right? They're both carbohydrate sources. So technically they would track similar and they're not going to have different effects, but your whole grain bread is going to have fiber. It's going to have four or five grams of protein, a slice. So if you have two sandwiches, you, you know, you end up with 20 grams of protein just from the bread, like let alone what's inside the bread, right? If you choose uh, I mean, a whole grains are a perfect example of this, but let's even choose veggies, right? If you choose, uh, n- you know, broccoli over a multivitamin, you're going to get a little bit of protein in the broccoli. You're going to get some fiber. You're going to get a lot of nutrients. And that's the importance of whole foods. If you, in the morning, you have... Maybe you make a nice bowl of uh, steel-cut oats, or maybe it's like oat bran or something like that. You're going to get a lot of fiber. You're going to get really filling food. You're going to get your carbohydrates, but you're also going to get some residual protein that that doesn't have to come from meat. And that's what I like doing. That's why I'm a huge fan of whole grains in people's diet, because I think it's a really great way to add in extra residual protein that counts. I mean, it does count. Nuts are the same way, right? Be careful with those. You don't overeat them, but great way to boost your protein by five or six grams every serving uh, without really making it feel like you ate protein, right? Without having to have a protein shake or um, meat. That's a great way to do it. That's a great way to think about it. Just be careful of those food choices, the ratios and the meal timing and the protein intake in each meal. So I'm just going to rattle off a few of my favorite high-protein foods. Like I said, I'm a big fan of just the simple ones like chicken breast, but you don't have to make it boring, right? I just want to touch on that because it is a great source of protein. It is very lean, pure protein, basically. You can make it delicious, though, right? Marinate it. Grill it. Uh, shred it, you know, put it in a crock pot, let it get really soft, make a soup out of it, make a, you know, with some kind of shredded chicken taco soup, delicious. Maybe um, you, maybe it's not chicken, maybe it's something like a really lean burger. Maybe you, one of my favorite dishes is rice mixed with um, turkey burger or hamburger and you put some cheese on top and barbecue sauce all over it. That's amazing. And it's pretty easy and it's really high protein. So you can do little things like that, actual recipes, but make your meat interesting, right? Don't just eat bland chicken breasts. Don't bake them with with nothing on them, right? At least put some lemons on them or something. Give them some flavor, give them some pop and give them some interest so you're actually excited to eat those different things. Um, that's that's one tip. That's what I like to do. Like I said before, also, my, my protein snacks are most often really for me Greek yogurt because I'm not that big a fan of cottage cheese. 
but I've used cottage cheese before because it is really high protein and not very filling and it's a nice slow digesting slow digesting protein as well protein shakes are always they're kind of like uh joe defranco who has a podcast that's really good uh he kind of talks about protein shakes as an athlete's fast food uh so it's not the optimal way whole food is always better but when you have to do it right when you just don't have the time or you need the convenience a protein shake is perfect and it's a great way to get in some extra protein grams at the end of the day if you are short um, you can kind of start with maybe more protein shakes and try to experiment with adding in more whole foods and fixing that issue and then you just decrease the protein shakes over time um, another couple one of my favorites is when you make eggs here's a little tip do whole eggs mixed with egg egg whites so by the carton egg whites which aren't very good plain i have to say compared to scrambled eggs uh and I like my scrambled eggs in an indulgent way with lots of butter, lots of seasonings, maybe some cheese on top. So instead of just doing four or five eggs, though, maybe you do two whole eggs. So you get the benefits of the yolk and you get the fat. Uh, and then you mix that with a cup of egg whites, right? You're still going to have the taste of the whole egg. You can still doctor them up nice, but it's not going to be pure egg whites. Good way to boost your protein by 20, 30 grams again. And it's easy and it tastes basically the same as it would anyways. And you don't add those extra fat grams from the egg yolks, but you're still getting the benefits from the yolks. It's kind of the best of both worlds. Um, you know, I even heard of people, this is kind of crazy and I have not done this, so I can't necessarily recommend it, but I have heard it's actually delicious, um, that you actually drink egg whites, right? So you mix egg whites with a little bit of coffee creamer, right? I don't want to make you guys throw up in the car if you're, if you're listening to this in the car, but that is actually a great hack if it works. I mean, I never tried it and I don't know if I'm going to try it because it sounds kind of like eggnog, which I'm not a big fan of. Uh, but you can mix your egg white. You can drink them plain because they're not going to give you any kind of sickness. You put them in your smoothies. That's another good way to do it. Pour a cup of egg whites into your smoothie where it's not necessarily protein powder, but it really boosts the protein. Um, little things like that, right? Kind of sneaky ways to add protein, just like adding whole grains. Um, uh, different let's see what's another good snack they like to use string cheese that's a great one really high protein you can get fat free cheese from the store and i'm not anti-fat by any means i'm actually i think i put my he- my fat levels in my clients a lot higher than a lot of people do uh, but fat free cheese is a great way to add basically pure protein onto your food doesn't quite melt the same but it, it does taste good and it is a great way to add that in so low fat or no fat cheese Um, these are just sneaky little hacks that you can get in your protein, right? Without only eating chicken and shakes. So hopefully those help. Hopefully those are good tips. Choose whole foods, whole grains, include protein to every meal, include some of these foods, and you'll be well on your way to hitting your protein intake. If it's still giving you trouble, maybe that's your body telling you that you're not supposed to eat that much protein, right? But give it a try, adjust, and let your body adapt. And, um, you know, maybe you'll even learn to love it. That's today's episode. That's today's Foodie Friday. Thank you for joining me for another show. Um, I'll see you guys next week for a Motivation Monday. Uh, Hope you guys have a great weekend. Hope you guys enjoy the nice weather if you have it. And um, hopefully you guys are able to hit your protein this weekend. Remember, get started now and it'll keep you from thinking that you should have done it later. Mm 
Thank you for listening to the Triple F Podcast. Please leave a five-star iTunes review and share the podcast with your friends and family. Tune in next time for more great tips on fitness, food, and freedom. 